Well, hello everyone, hope you're well. Uh, this is the last in our series on one another's. Uh, if you have a Bible, why don't you jump to James chapter 5. We're going to look at one verse. Uh, James chapter 5, it will come up on the screen as well. Here we go. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other. Remember, we looked at that a few weeks ago. So we're not looking at that per se today. It's the second part of this verse. This is where we're launching from and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I love that, powerful and effective. So several weeks ago, we looked at confess your sins to each other, but today we're looking at praying for one another. I guess my goal really would be to leave us all with a, with a greater desire to not only pray, to not only kind of foster our own prayer lives, but specifically to pray, to look out and to connect and pray for each other. I guess we need to look at it this way. For, for us as followers of Jesus, um, we need to see like how important it is, what an incredible privilege it is, and that as we pray, incredible things can happen. We're going to look at this as we, as we go. Colossians 4.2 says, devote yourselves to prayer, be watchful and thankful. So we need to devote ourselves. In Acts 2, we read of a devoted people. Acts 2.42, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread and prayer. You know, something happened in their hearts. They'd encountered Jesus in such a powerful way that they were now struck with this devotion, not only for each other, which is all about these one another's, but for prayer, for prayer, not only individually, but together, daily they met to pray. Do you know, when I look at this text, if I'm honest, I look at these verses, verses like this in Acts, and it, I just think, man, like it, it sometimes feels furthest from what, this, what we're seeing in this, that our, our lives don't often marry up to that, do they? I know mine often doesn't. Am I devoted to these things? The reality is, friends, that some find prayer really easy and natural and straightforward, but others, not so much. And, it, and, and if we're honest, I think the latter is often true. I think for many, prayer can actually feel difficult, challenging, confusing, and, and sometimes boring, right? Sometimes boring. Maybe you feel that your prayer life is a little haphazard, maybe a little confused, uh, uh, Maybe random, patchy, or, or non-existent, man, to some degree, I share your pain. You know, like I was reminded preparing for this, Jesus in the garden when he says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Often that's how it feels, right? The spirit is willing, there's intention, there's desire. But if we're honest, man, our flesh is weak. Our discipline can be weak. But I do believe that prayer should be the most natural and normal thing to do, like breathing. It should be dynamic. It should be powerful. It should be exciting. It should be real and raw and honest. And we can be vulnerable. We can take everything we have and all that we are to this God who made us, who knows us, who knows each of us by name, knows every hair on our head. It should be dynamic. Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer, a home that prays. And that, friends, is what I feel the church should really focus in on. We should, we should be a home, a house, a family that pray. Everything we do should be marked by prayer. And you know what? I, I just want to say, to, to, to particularly the guys of Vine Life, like, there are some incredible examples within this church community 
of people that pray. You know who you are, even as I say that, and others know exactly who you are. You're those people that when, when crisis hits, you run to God. When joy is in your life, you run to God. Whatever is going on in your life, you, you show us by an incredible example what it looks like to get hold of God and to hold on to God and to pray to God. So I just want to say to you, you know who you are. Others know who you are. Thank you. Keep setting that brilliant example for us to follow. And thinking about this, this is, this is what happens for me and, and continues to happen for me. We, we're in church community and, and we learn from one another, right? Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And I've learned over the years, my life has been shaped over the years as I've watched other people pray. And it's not like I mimic their prayers and I say what they say, but they show me a deep value. They show me some key principles and I've learned what prayer actually looks like and, and how I can pray by learning from other people. And these are some of the key things that I've understood. Three things that I want to journey us through this morning, uh, today, right? Firstly, the privilege we have. Secondly, where, when, we, when we come to God, we, we understand where our hope, our strength and our joy comes from. And thirdly, we can believe for great things. So let's start with the first one. This is what I've understood. Of I've followed and watched and studied and learned from other people. What a privilege we have. Friends, I, I just want us to think for a minute. Think for a minute who it is we're actually engaging with. I, I mean, it can be so easily to forget, right? But if you think for a moment, it is breathtaking. When we grasp the honour, the privilege the delight that you and I have and whom it is that we're actually engaging with. Man, if I'm honest, that, that twists my melon a little bit, man. That, 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 that blows my mind. The awesome, holy, powerful, everywhere present, the creator of the ends of the earth. That's who you and I get to, get to talk with, get to be in fellowship with, get to be in relationship with, get to be up close and personal with. And this kind of thought surely has to change our concept or, or give us the right perspective and concept of prayer. But it, but it gets better. <laughs> this all-powerful, this, this everywhere present, this perfect, this full of love, this awesome being actually wants to talk to us. Actually wants to talk to us. And he wants us to know him. He wants us to know the depths of his being. He wants us to grasp and to get and to understand his mind and his heart. And Jesus shows us something quite precious in Matthew, actually. Matthew chapter 6. We know it so well, but just think about it again for a moment. Jesus says, hey, when you pray, this is what I want you to know. This is who you're coming to. Our Father. Our Father. My Father. Your Father. Our Father in heaven. That's who we're coming to. That's who we're talking to when we pray. <clears throat> and you know what? The Apostle Paul knew who he prayed to as well. In Ephesians 3, verse 14 and 15, we see this. He, he says, I kneel. For this reason, I kneel before the Father. I kneel before our Father, from whom in heaven every other family derives its name. Th this Father is over everything. We're all connected to this Father in heaven. Paul knew, Jesus knew, we need to know when we pray, we call out our Father. 
we come. That What an awesome privilege. The one who flung stars into space. The one who holds the cosmos in his hands. We get to come before him and say, our dad, our father, our father. It's amazing. Friends, <clears throat> we need to grasp this in our heart and we need to understand that we're not just speaking into the void. We're, our words aren't empty. We're not leaving a message on an otherwise packed heavenly answer phone. The one we're talking to is the one that created everything and the one who knows each of us by name. And the most mind-blowing thought with this is when we talk, he listens. The God of the universe listens to you right now. He hears the depths of your heart right now. If you're hurting, he hears. If you're smiling, he sees. If you're laughing, he hears. He sees everything. He sees and he hears. He hears our words. He hears our hearts. He, the Bible says sometimes we don't know what to pray, but our spirit groans with his spirit. He hears those groans and he listens. And he listens as a loving, perfect, full of mercy, full of compassion, always ready to meet with us, delighting Father. And he is so eager for us to draw near to him because he's always drawing near to us. So before you think, before we pray, we need to remember, it, as you think of him, he's already thinking of you. As you turn your heart towards him, his heart is already turned towards you. As, you, as we somehow scramble our little bits of love towards him, his love explodes over you. He is always willing to meet with us. Let's never forget the privilege that we have, that we get to come to the creator of everything and call him Father. Jesus has made a way for us. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we need to know that as we pray, like I said, it's not just random, it's not into a vacuum of void, but we're coming to the source of where our hope, our strength and our joy comes from. Psalm 28, 7, the Lord is my strength and shield. Isaiah 40, 31, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Psalm 71, 5, for you, O Lord, are my strength. Psalm 16, 11, I love this. David says, in your presence, there is the full reality of joy. And this isn't just passing, fleeting happiness. This is a deep soul-securing joy that we know who we are and whose we are. And this is the joy that gives us strength. Nehemiah 8.10, I think in Deuteronomy as well, uh, elsewhere in the Old Testament, we, we read the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, it's, it's all too easy on our own to forget this. That's why I think it's so important we pray together. We pray for one another because we're continually reminding each other. That's what people have done for me over the years, over the months, over the weeks. Man, when I'm feeling funky and fed up, I get people to say, come on, Sam, lift your eyes to heaven again. Remember where your strength comes from. Remember where your hope comes from. Remember that God is your joy, regardless of what's going on. That's why we pray for one another. But the one thing we cannot do is fix each other. We can't, he is the source of joy, hope, and strength. And of course, friends, we've looked at this series, one anothering, how we carry burdens, how we forgive, confess, how we bear with. So we are called to love, care, support, carry each other's burdens, encourage each other, absolutely. But you know what? The one thing we cannot do 
is fix and transform each other. Only Jesus can do that. Only our great God can do that. Only, 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 only God can do that. You know, the amount of times that I've tried to be Jesus or I've tried to, and it just goes horribly wrong, <laughs> try to fix people, that's not the deal. But something beautiful happens, something humbling happens when we say, hey, I don't know why these things happen. I, I'm recognizing my limitations as well, your limitations, but together we stand shoulder to shoulder and we come before God and we get hold of God together. We pray together and we say, but the Lord of heaven and earth, he is our strength. He is our joy. He is our hope. You know, the Bible describes God in so many ways. So as we run to him, it's not just those three things, as awesome as they are, but he's rest, he's life, he's love, he's healer, deliverer, peace. The Bible calls him a rock, a fortress, a firm foundation, the fountain of delight, um, encourager, friend, shepherd, the hiding place. <laughs> Sometimes we just want to run and hide and we can hide ourselves in God. It's amazing. And when we pray together, we remind each other. That's the goal. When we pray, it's not like we pull each other down into our little funky pits, but we say, now come on, let's lift ourselves up out of this. Focus on Jesus, the one who made all things new, and we're coming to him as our strength. This is a great prayer that we can pray for one another in Ephesians 3. And I'm kind of going to read it out, but I'm sort of praying it over us as well. But you can do this. You can pray for this for your friends, your family, your relationships you're connected to. Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may rule in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all of God's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the full measure of the fullness of God. What an incredible prayer. Not just a, oh God, please help. But we pray, I pray that we would be robust, that we would be built up, that our inner people, the, you know, the inner man, the inner you would be strengthened with power. And that we would know, and this power is his love. I love this, right? This is the ultimate, right? Right here, that we would know his love. That's where the strength comes from, surely. That's where our ultimate hope and, and healing and, and, and delight comes from. And joy, knowing that he loves us. He loves us. Let's, let's just move on. I had more to say in that, but I, I, I'm sure you, you get the point. So, we need to understand the incredible privilege we have that you and I get to join together and pray to the God of the cosmos. Secondly, we need to know that as we pray, we are tapping into the place where our ultimate hope, strength and joy is rooted and where that flows from. And thirdly, we can believe for great things. Friends, when we pray, we are stirring up together, we are stirring up expectation and faith. That's what I wanna believe. I want to believe that because we're coming to this great God, anything can happen. As it says here in James 5.16, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Do you know, the Amplified Version says this, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man 
makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Oh man, friends, you and I are tapping into a tremendous power, dynamic in its working. As I was preparing for this, I, I just felt thinking of that dynamic power, I thought of one of the revivals that's marked in history, the Hebridean revival that happened, I think, 1949. And you know what? It gets traced back often to two dear older ladies that continued to pray, that committed to pray. One was 84 and one was 82. One completely blind. But do you know what? They were not satisfied with how society looked. They were not content with how the world seemed. So they got together and they prayed for one another and they prayed for the nation. And you know what? What's documented in history is a powerful move of God just swept through and changed a whole community. So that's why it's powerful and it's dynamic in its making. That's why we, our prayers are powerful and effective. We can hold on to that. We can believe that great things can happen. Let's just think about that again. An 84-year-old and an 82-year-old, one completely blind, but they got hold of God in such a way that said, we are not going to move until you do something. And the power of God broke out and changed the community. See, when we pray, friends, we are tapping into this power and it's limitless. It's a power without end. It's a power full of love and light. It's actually the source of love and life itself. A power that can utterly transform lives and communities and nations and this world. Look at what we see in Acts as well. When difficulty hit, when, when persecution struck them, they were scattered everywhere. But what did they do? They got together, they prayed for one another, they prayed, they continued, they devoted themselves to prayer and incredible things happened supernatural healings broke out. They spoke the word of God boldly. They saw thousands, hundreds and thousands of people saved and added to the family of God. It is incredible. The Bible is clear, friends, that nothing is impossible for God. I think it says that in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, nothing's impossible for God. And we need to remember that as we pray, because I, if I'm honest, I often forget. I heard someone once say that God is large and he's in charge. And we need to hold on to that. God is still very, very large. And he is absolutely and well and truly in charge. In charge. Psalm 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. It's amazing. When we pray, we get to together connect to God's heart. We hear his mind. We get to understand his plans and his purposes for this world. And we remind ourselves, we say this so often, but I don't want it to feel flippant on earth as it is in heaven. That was the prayer of Jesus. That was what he encouraged us to pray as his followers to our father on earth, father, as it is in heaven, in our city, as it is in heaven. Would you, would you end this pandemic because of what we believe of heaven on earth as it is in heaven? Life feels so odd right now, doesn't it? For many of us, it feels hard. It feels strange. It's confusing. It's causing anxiety. You know, I, I happened to be talking to a couple of friends the other day and I, I said, if I could describe myself as a color, I'd be beige. 
beige. Just be sorry for those that love beige. Man, I want to be fuchsia, <laughs> but I feel beige. Just this baseline flatness. And, and I don't want to under, like, that's nothing compared to what some of you are going through. You know, I've got a friend at the moment that's suffering with physical health issues. Some of you are suffering financially with physical health, with emotional and mental battles. The world is going crazy and we're suffering and we're struggling. But through everything we go through, we have one of two options, don't we? We can either run to ourselves and rely on our own feeble strength, if we're honest at times, or we can fully trust and rely on God and his power. And we can bring all that we are, everything we have and all that we're going through to him and say, God, on earth as it is in heaven, in my life as it is in heaven, knowing that we have this dynamic power that we can connect into, which can transform our lives and the lives of those around us. So I want to ask you some questions as we close. What does life look like for you? What are you contending for? What have you been fighting for? What do you need to remember again that nothing is impossible for God? In what areas do you need to remember nothing is impossible for God? Maybe physical healing, maybe psychological, mental, emotional. Maybe it is a job concern, a persistent worry. Maybe it's a person, a family member. Uh, a, a, a son, a daughter, a brother, an uncle, a mum, a dad, a friend. Who do you need to contend for? Maybe it's a dream that you feel has just been robbed or shattered. On earth as it is in heaven. Nothing is impossible for God. We need to remember again, those who hope in the Lord renew their strength. So friends, I want to encourage us as a church community. Who can you get with to pray? Not just once, but regularly. Who can you meet with? I know it's difficult at the moment that we need to think of new and creative ways. Zoom, this new world Zoom, WhatsApp, FaceTime, text, email, phone calls. Who can we meet with? I know it's kind of digital at the moment, but we can regularly meet with to pray, to say, come on, let's believe on earth as it is in heaven. Let's believe again that nothing is impossible for God. Who are you contending for? Who can you meet with regularly to pray with? And four. So that's my encouragement. Let's just take a moment to think who those people might be, could be, be intentional with about us saying, hey, come on, let's do this. Let's get serious again about prayer. Let's devote ourselves again to pray. Maybe it's something you've never done. Maybe it's a habit that you've just let slip. But now is a great season again to, to fan that back into flame, to foster that muscle of prayer again. Let's just take a moment. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you through the finished work of your incredible son, Jesus. Thank you that, as the scripture says, we come freely, confidently, boldly as your children, as your kids, sons and daughters. We come to you, our Father in heaven. So I thank you for the privilege that we have, that we get to connect to not only the God of the universe, but our Father in heaven. God, I thank you that you are the place where our strength, our hope, and our joy comes from. 
And I thank you for the truth that our prayers are powerful and effective and you listen to every single one. God, I pray that we would have a heart within this community that nothing is impossible with God. I pray that we would have a heart to believe on earth, in our lives, as it is in heaven. So I pray, God, a simple prayer, but I pray it be an effective one, that we would create a culture of prayer here. We would be a house of prayer, a home that prayed, and we'd be a people that devoted ourselves to prayer. We thank you, and I ask all this in the precious and wonderful and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So friends, devote yourselves to prayer. Find someone else to pray with and pray regularly and believe that our prayers are powerful and effective. On that note, there's going to be a prayer team available directly after this on Zoom. So if you want someone to stand with you, hear from God for you, or just remind you of some of these things, jump onto that link afterwards. There'll be someone ready, willing, and happy to pray with you. Other than that, guys, I look forward to seeing you in the flesh again one day soon. God bless.